You listening to the No Smoke Podcast. Hey, these boys out here, they don't want no action. They don't want no problems. They don't want no smoke. smoke, smoke. Y'all better be listening. Listen up, listen up, listen up, listen up. All right, what's up, losers? It's your host with the most, Jalon Wilson, the drippiest man in the land. It's 7.45 a.m. We really out here. I just got off my eight-hour shift at 6 o'clock. I could be asleep, but now I'm reporting this podcast because I love y'all and I love what I do. Anyways, um, what the show is all about It's just me speaking my mind on things I feel like talking about. Originally, I don't know if y'all noticed, but this isn't my first episode. This might be the first episode I upload, though. I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to upload the other one because originally I was going to do current events, but then I figured, you know, why listen to me for current events? We could go anywhere else to get that. You could, you got the app on your phone. You probably get the news alerts. You probably the same thing I would have been telling you. Me reading off a, a news, uh, whatever, a uh, news article talking about. You know, in today's news, I, I, that's not what I'm trying to do. You get news from anywhere else, but it's only one Lonnie. So I'm going to talk about um pretty much whatever I want. My life experiences, my opinions on things. Maybe someday have some guests on the show. I'd love to have some guests. You know, hit me up if you're trying to guest on the show. I'll hook you up. I'm on the uh, Anchor FM app, website, uh, all that. Shout out to Anchor. It's the easiest uh, podcasting app i found. The user interface is nice. The you know, upload times is nice. No, no charge. That's the best part. No charge is free. So shout out Anchor FM real quick. Working on SoundCloud, Spotify. Get it up there for my other listeners too lazy to download an extra app or don't have enough space or nothing like that. But um, yeah, just a disclaimer. This show is my beliefs, my opinions until I have some guests up here. This is solely, you know, what I feel. So if you get offended... That's on you, pal. I ain't had nothing to do with that. You chose to come up here and get offended. So that's just what happened. Anyways, you know, might get a little weird up here sometimes, but that's what we are here for. We family over here on the No Smoke Podcast. So I hope y'all ready and uh, enjoy the show. Now, I know I said I wasn't going to do like current events or like news or anything like that. But it's a couple of items I wanted to hit before we got into the topic for today. Just, just a, a few things. Uh, firstly, rest in peace, John McCain. John McCain recently died. He lost his battle with cancer. In my opinion, he was he was a stand-up dude. He served his country. As far as Republicans go, he might have flip-flopped on a couple of issues. But at the end of the day, he just wanted what was best for the country. And I can respect that, you know. I know politics ain't easy, so he did what he had to do. Unfortunately for him, during his president reign, he went up against my man Obama, Obeezy. Obeezy had too much drip for him. But uh, best wishes to his family, you know, thoughts and prayers and all that. Hope his family doing all right. Tough loss for the country. And um, yeah, that's it for John McCain. May his soul rest in peace. Second item is a, is a more somber story. Recently at a, 
at a EA Madden 19 video game tournament. There, there was a shooting, as you all know, or I hope you know. And um, I just want to say, rest in peace to those who unfortunately lost their lives that day. And I'm glad the uh, survivors are safe and sound. You know, it's just tough. Just the man. I can't even like get my thoughts together on this. Another mass shooting. You can't can't even go to a video game tournament without fearing your life. Apparently, I don't know if it's just me, but I'm tired of living in fear because some mentally ill loser could decide one day that it's okay because his life is trash. That he has to trash everyone else's lives by committing mass murder like this. I just I just don't even know what to say. It was devastating, to be honest, to find out that at a video game tournament, a sports video game tournament of all places, someone decides that just because allegedly just because they lost that they decided it was okay to open fire. That also it also comes back on the city of Jacksonville. You have to tighten up security. Make sure things like that just don't happen again. That's all I have to say on that. I'm not going to get into gun reform, this and that. I don't care. Keep your guns. I really I really do not care. We need to have a conversation one day about mental health issues and why crazy people are allowed to run around with life-taking devices in their hands. These guns filled with ammo that can take people's lives and they're not in the right state of mind. I don't understand why that's, why that's taking place. I don't blame the guns. I blame the people and the people who allow it to happen by having lack security when we know we live in a country with heightened mass violence rates. And it's just, I've had enough, honestly. So that's all I'm going to say on that. Rest in peace to the fallen. You didn't deserve to die. It was senseless. senseless. You were innocent, helpless even. Like, what were you going to do? Someone opens fire on you in a video game tournament. You feel safe. You feel like you can relax and enjoy yourself. You don't have to be on guard. But unfortunately, in a climate we live in, that's just it's just not a factor anymore. You have to be on guard at all times, 24-7, thinking about what if this place gets shot up? It's sad you have to say that, but that's, that's the world we live in. So rest in peace to all those who fall, fell today. I know God is smiling on you. You ain't... You in a better place now. All the survivors, I know y'all <sighs> shaking up, but it's going to be all right. We're going to be all right. That's it for the news today. Anyways, um, <laughs> today's topic is about being black. No, nothing political, but I just love being black. Jay-Z has the black album. I got the black episode. This is the black episode. So if you uncomfortable with black people showing they love for being in their own skin, then you might be in the wrong place because that's all I'm going to talk about. And that's all I'm ever going to talk about. Anyways, being black is cool. You know, you're at the forefront of fashion, trends, music. You can dance. Everything you do is you know, under the microscope in the American eye. Of course, there's a negative side. We all know the negative side. You can't go out in public without getting, you know, looked at the wrong way. 
you can't get pulled over without being, you know, scared for your life and all that. You can vote, but it doesn't mean much. But it's neither here nor there. We're talking about the positive parts of being black. And honestly, almost all of it, 90% of it, if you if you don't even look at the bad parts, and they're really bad, but if you don't look at them, being black is all right. I wouldn't want to be any other race any other creed any other color first of all black culture is the greatest thing on the planet like honestly for one you can say nigga without looking like a tool now let me say this if you're black and all your friends are white then you're not allowed to say it anymore i'm just state that right now because you don't know <laughs> you, you don't know that the subtle intricacies of being able to say nigga and getting, you know, a response out of it because all your friends are white for one. So when they look at you, they're seeing like, oh, he can say it. So can I say it? The answer is no. But nine times out of ten, if all your friends are white and you say nigga, then they say it too. So if they can't say it, you can't say it. Either that or find some black friend. Anyways. Yeah, being able to say that's pretty cool. <laughs> and black culture is really just this beautiful thing. I mean, yes, I will admit a lot of black people have this crab in a bucket mentality where if one person succeeds, then we have to bring them down to quote unquote our level, you know, to make ourselves feel better. But when we want to, we can band, we can pull together, and we really, you know, a driving force behind. A lot of things in this country we just choose not to for whatever reason but anyway that is neither here nor there as i like to say we have we have all these great things we have we have the clothes we have the hair the music the shoes entertainment we i feel i can say this a hundred percent honestly black people are the greatest entertainers on the planet if you see any any other race doing something and a black person does it i guarantee you that black person will make it more entertaining for one but they also do it in a way that shows you just how spirited our people can be in doing everything but black people are more than just athletes and entertainers i'll get on that later but we get typecast as, uh, we get typecast as athletes and entertainers because we're good at it i mean Look at all the greatest actors and the greatest athletes. And I, do you know how many of them are black? Like the greatest of all time NBA basketball player conversation. You know how much of a gift it is that all of them are black in that conversation? NFL QBs and all that, you know, you have white people, greatest tennis players, you have white people, greatest everything, you have white. But for a sport to be totally dominated, by one race and for their greatest players of all time to all have black people be in the conversation that's a great feeling to have just being black i mean if i woke up one day and the greatest nba players i had to represent me were larry bird and jerry west then you know maybe i'd hate black people too <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's that's a different story anyways black people when you put our mind in something, we really put our mind in something. I know every black person in the world has been told as a kid 
that you have to work 10 times harder as the next guy just to get where they are. That wasn't just some exaggeration told by your parents to get you to focus in school. That's real life. That's that's actually how it is. And I'm glad my parents taught me that. It's more than just a proverb. It's a way of life. You have to work 10 times harder than the next guy just to get where they are just because of the color of their skin. Now, obviously, that's a negative. It's a bad thing. It shouldn't be that way. But in some ways, to me, it's a positive because it instills that work ethic at a very young age. So when you get older, you have dreams and aspirations and you have the will to work towards them because, you know, it's going to get handed to one guy. So you don't have that privilege. You have to go out and work. You have to go out and do everything and do more than what other people are doing just to get the same things they have. It's not fair, but you know, life isn't fair. At the end of the day, though, you'll have the greater satisfaction knowing you worked for something that someone else got handed, and they may lose it one day. You both might lose it one day, but you still had the satisfaction knowing of knowing that you can you can go out and go get another gig, another job, another living, because you have that work ethic in you. Eventually, the other people, the other guys' inheritance money is gonna run out. And they won't have nothing to rest on but, you know, their laurels. But you have you have your work ethic to work towards. So whenever you're feeling down and out and downtrodden because you feel like you're working way too hard to get nowhere, just remember, at the end of the day, you're still black and can say nigga, so <laughs> it's all right. But um, I just, I'm just really in love with the black experience. Like black families for instance i love black families the dynamic of a bunch of black individuals living in one household full of love sacrifice ambition dreams and all that this is a beautiful thing to see i've always wanted a traditional black family now i would be remiss to talk about black families and you know black culture without mentioning my all-time favorite part about being black the woman black woman can we get can we get some noise for black women when it comes to women we have the best of the best it's indisputable i mean yeah white women look nice now but you're gonna wake up in your bed one day around age 35 maybe 40 you're gonna roll over look at your wife and she's going to look like spoiled milk because <laughs> that's what happens as soon as they hit upper middle 30s it's, it's all downhill from there not black women though <laughs> dog i swear my white listeners probably hate me right now jalan you're, you're so racist <laughs> i mean like i'm just speaking my i'm speaking my truth if you don't agree with it, then you don't agree with it. That's your prerogative. I'm just making jokes. <laughs> but um, anyways, back to black women. What's not to love about them? That cocoa butter energy they have surrounding them at all times. The way they walk. The way they talk. The way they carry themselves with so much soul. You know uh, that song? You must be my soul sister, soul sister, soul. <laughs> I mean, being around black women, you can just feel 
the passion around them. It's like in their their aura, in their energy. They're strong, independent. Yes, they will cuss you out, but they will also love you more than any other human being on the planet. That's why I love black women so much because they love us so much. I personally want that slow burning, passionate, cornbread, fish, and collard greens type of love. I want my girl to make me feel like how an old school R&B ballad makes me feel. I'll say this. If you can make me feel like a Luther Vandross, mint condition, silk, etc., type of song then 9 times out of 10 I'm putting a ring on your finger cause that's a special type of feeling that's a dangerous type of feeling for Wayne having me outside your window 12 o'clock not even 12, 3 o'clock in the morning seeing what you up to <laughs> in the bushes but now nah, um, that actually kind of perfectly ties into the story I have about the other day I was um I was talking to this girl about marriage I know Ricky mistake 19 years old talking about marriage and all that but he's just having a conversation about marriage and this girl is black but she's Catholic so she was really adamant about having a Catholic wedding now this might sound ignorant but I have no idea what a Catholic wedding entails Every time I think of Catholic, I think of Jewish. People wearing them yarmulkes. <laughs> That's not funny! But anyways, you know, I respect all religions. So don't get anything twisted. But she was telling me how Catholic weddings, you have the, um, the Pope or whatever, stand at the altar, and then you do you go through the ceremony, and then afterwards you have Mass. Now, the only, I don't know what mass is, to be honest, but the only mass I want to have is, you know, a mass of people doing a Cupid shuffle at my re- <laughs> my reception. So, um, I was kind of taken aback by that. I'm mean, like, because I never really thought about it before, how important having the black experience type of wedding was to me. I want everything to do with the wedding to be black inspired black influence big black wedding black reception black dj playing all the 90s hits wife walking down the aisle to some frankie beverly maybe some um what's his name i forget his name uh <laughs> Ooh, share my life Ooh, kim kim Walking down the aisle to some black music and just enjoying, you know, my time with my family. Why would I, a very strongly proud black man, want an old white guy talking to me at the altar of my wedding on one of the most sanctimonious, most memorable days of my life? I'm supposed to be going into the future with the love of my life. And it's a white guy there standing there. So if you take pictures, it's always going to be some white guy standing in the middle of my my beautiful fantasy. Okay? And don't forget, it's a Catholic wedding. So she will want a Catholic priest 
at my wedding. God forbid it's any kids there because it's going to be thinking about child booty the whole time. Now, don't get it twisted. I love white people. I just don't want an old white guy standing there when I'm trying to get married to the love of my life. I want a black pastor. Probably cuts hair in his part time. He probably, <laughs> he probably got somewhere to be right after so he won't be at the reception. I'm just saying, man. Like, the black experience is so wonderful. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I've only been to one wedding that, you know, I can remember, and it was my aunt's wedding. And it was beautiful. It was a grand showing of black love. They had live instrumentation playing a black song. The audience was black. The pastor was black. Everything about it was just great. I want the exact same type of wedding. I don't, I don't want, you know, church organs or whatever. Well, yeah, church organs, but not like, you know, the, you know, traditional church organs playing during my wedding. I want it to sound like a, like an R&B station. That's what I wanted to sound like. I want to have boys to men. You know, the good songs. I'll make love to you. You know, so, stuff like that, you know, but, um. Yeah, I don't know how uh, I don't know how she feels. If she listening, then uh, ain't, ain't uh, <laughs> it's fake news. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, black music is really important to me. Like all the best moments of my life were accompanied in recent memory by music. I was in high school. I was in uh. A black band I was probably some of the greatest moments of my life and all we played was black music if you haven't witnessed a black band in person then you are honestly truly missing out on a lot we and they work hard to produce and it's all centered around blackness you didn't have white members but they understood that Predominantly, it was a black cultural experience having the band. Black music in general, you know, is vital to the culture. Like any era of black culture can be, you know, called back to the music of its time. The 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s. You could... You can signify it by the music that was around, the black music that that was around at that time. At least if you're black and you understand, you know, the black culture. I feel like black music, I wouldn't say peaked, but it really had an awakening in like the 80s and 90s. That music is timeless. You understand that the 80s and 90s, do you know how long ago that was? That was 20, 30, almost 40 years ago. And we're still enjoying the music like it's fresh. We've all probably heard Before I Let Go. You know, End of the Road. Um, any Michael Jackson song. Like a thousand trillion times. But every time it comes on, you got some old black auntie like, oh, watch out now. And we all enjoy the music. If you can't enjoy 80s, 90s, even 70s, 
black hip hop, black R&B, even reggae, even other genres, then you can't enjoy music. First of all, if you're trying to be my girl and we can't, you know, chill out to some boys to men, let's see, Jodeci, Tevin Campbell, Teddy Pendergrass, TLC, Earth, Wind, and Fire, SWV, Bobby Brown, Steve. If you can't chill out to me while we ride in the car, got a kid in the back, and we can't go to the local R&B radio station, and you know every song on the station, if you can't do that, then we're not meant to be. That's honestly very important to me. It might sound shallow. It might sound frivolous. But just being in tune with the black culture and continuing it in our prosperity, you know, our youth. That's important to me because I want our kids to understand how great it is to be black. I don't want them to feel like they have to be, you know, excluded from being proud in their race just because every other race says so. We don't need the validation of other races. To be able to enjoy things that make us us. We created it for us by us like that. Now defunct company. But the message is still there for us by us. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. Which perfectly segues into a recent alarming, you know, um, discovery that I found within the black community. Going on social media, going on, you know, different forums and everything. I'm witnessing uh, an increasing trend in black women saying that they are afraid to have children because of the current climate of the world in regards to race relations with black people. And it's alarming, but I also understand. Would you want your kids really to inherit the kind of things you've gone through like to the point racism isn't dead for one i want that i just want to bury that for people like to say that racism died because we had a black man in office for eight years honestly obama he benefited from you know black people actually getting up to vote for one to finally have a black man in office. But he also benefited from. Being a deserving candidate. He deserved the position. There were other black candidates. Like the one guy with the. Uh, he did the brain surgery. I forgot his name. I don't care. And he made it. That's what happened. He was the best candidate. And he made the presidency. Not because he was black. But he was black. And maybe a little bit because he was black, but okay, he made it. He was there. He did good. Anyway, my point is, people like to say racism died because if it was still alive, we wouldn't have a black president in office when that couldn't be further from the truth. He's the exception to the rule. Racism is still very much alive. I don't know how to... It's hard being black and drawing the line between just being a chronic complainer and actually voicing really real grievances you have with being black in America. 
I tie that all back to black women saying they don't want to have kids because they don't want their kids to go through what they're currently go through and what they've gone through as a people. For it to have gotten that bad, so bad. Imagine being any other race and the women of your race are saying things are so bad. I do not want to continue my race anymore. The gravity of that is just. It's astounding. That America, we have let it get to this. My words to those women is stay, stay strong for one. Yes, it's hard. You don't know what can happen. Your son could walk out. Your son, daughter could walk out and not come back. That's just the world we live in. You'd be driving down the street. Maybe a taillight is out. And now they're a hashtag. Because that's just the world we live in. But my words to you and to anyone else who has thoughts of just giving up and giving in is stay strong and don't let them win. When you concede and say things like, I don't want to keep going, you're letting them win. No one wants to send their baby out into you know a war zone which the world is currently right now. The world is just one big old war zone. And black people get the worst part of it. Yes, we have immigrants. We have homosexuals and all that. But not nearly as many of them get it bad as black people do all across the world. Just for being a certain color. Even other minorities don't like black people. Like, honestly, if you haven't noticed, we're kind of at the bottom of the global totem pole for no reason other than we're darker than them. Now, I have love for everyone. I don't I don't hate anyone. I don't want anyone listening who's not black to feel guilty or feel bad for me. If you haven't done anything bad to black people, then this doesn't apply to you. In fact, Good job for doing nothing because that's basically what you're doing. You're, you're not doing anything bad, but you're not telling anyone that they need to do better. And we can all do better. Back to what I was saying. To those black women, black, black parents or black potential parents who are afraid to have kids because they don't want to bring their kids into a world like this. All I have to say is stay strong. That's your decision at the end of the day. But all I have to say is don't let them win. Keep producing more kings and queens and raising them so they can be wary of the situation they're in. So that hopefully one day they can fix it. Not only for themselves, but for all black people. Me personally, I want I want a lot of kids because I want them to grow up experiencing the same black experience I've had growing up because of my parents. I want to be the best parent I can be for them so they understand that being black is nothing to be ashamed of. They can be proud of being themselves and they can they can just keep <laughs> this amazing thing going by having their own children, their own grandchildren, great-grandchildren. 
All with the same skin color as me. All with the same background, the same history. It's saying everything is me. Hopefully in the future I can put enough money away so they can have something to their name, some worth, some value. I mean, they already have worth and value, but I'm talking about like generational wealth, worth and value that they can put to use, multiply it and keep it going. So maybe one day the last name Wilson is a name known all across the world. You know, maybe we're we, the Wilson family, 100, 200 years in the future, are like King T'Challa and his sister Siri, Shuri, or whatever. And we're the king and king queen of the world. It might not sound realistic, but it's what I'm going for. I want to build wealth through culture, through finance, through everything, so that my prosperity can build on that and show the world that being black ain't whack. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just saying, if you choose not to have kids because you don't want them to grow up and be discriminated against, be hated, be you know the victims of senseless, racially charged violence, then I believe in you. More power to you. Because that's a strong decision to make. I'm not going to lie. It's a strong decision to make. To not want kids. To not have kids. To just let it end with you. But if. Any part of you is listening. I just want to say. Don't give up. You don't know what happened. We have a chance. To raise the future. Where we could put blacks at the top. And no longer be at the bottom of the totem pole. We're the boss. We're in charge. And we run things. We already do. No one just wants to give us any credit. We got to put the world on notice. That black people are here to stay. And we're not going nowhere. So you can keep your systematic racism. Your jailhouses. And your cemeteries. Because we are more than that. We're more than just our skin. We're a people. A strong people. And we can't be shaken. We can't be, you know, discouraged. Because of the heinous acts of other people. The Bible says, and I don't want to be a Bible thumper, a Bible quoter. That the meek shall inherit the earth. Now name any any group of people on this planet that are more meek than black people. None. I'm going to say it for you, none. And we coming for the earth. We coming for our inheritance. Our dues. You coming up in the palace full of white people like Killmonger saying, hey auntie. This is our kingdom now. Wakanda. <laughs> this is slight flex, you know. Being black, not everyone can say that. I just love being in my skin. I love 
seeing other people other black people enjoy being themselves now I know I said I would focus on all the positives of being black but I just had to get that off my chest no black people are doing great things all across the world I feel like now more than ever we're going to school we're getting degrees we're entering the workforce and we're doing well for ourselves now one occupation that black people have that has me perplexed befuddled dumbfounded straight up confused is police officer imagine being a black policeman now I understand you got bills to pay but you could have joined the circus or did kids birthday parties if you wanted to be a clown so bad boom roasted if you were a kid and you wanted to grow up to be a police officer then you the feds my guy you probably was bullied in like middle school high school or something like I'ma lock up all these jigaboos when I get older (laughs) let me stop (laughs) that moment when you were a black cop driving home off duty and another police officer pull you over now you in jail cause you planted weed in your car If this isn't what you came for, or you feel offended in any way, then I'm happy. That, that was the point of this podcast, the No Smoke Podcast, is to make people feel uncomfortable. I want you to feel uncomfortable, because you don't want no smoke, so it is what it is. I thank you for listening. I hope you learned something different from my perspective, my point of view. Than what you came in with so that's that's basically the point of me talking about this I'll say it once well not once I'll say it a million times and I'll say it a million times more I love being black I'm not gonna apologize for it I'm not gonna change my content or anything most of the time I don't even talk about this but for a first episode I like to you know establish just the type of person I am I'm not always entertainment I'm not always gaming not always music Olani still has some pretty pertinent stuff to say sometimes and I'm gonna say it if it needs to be said I'm gonna be the one to say it I started this podcast and I'm gonna do it right but um you know that's enough for all that black stuff my white followers what is up if you made it this far you deserve a whole round of applause for listening to a black man talk about being black i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do better well not do i'm not gonna try to do better because i really do not care i'm gonna speak my piece but uh, you know in the future most of my topics will be race friendly politic free psych but if i want to talk about it i'm gonna talk about it but but I'm uh um damn I'm trying to relate to y'all today so y'all feel you know satisfied that you listen to this so uh, 
Y'all peeped them new uh, Sperry's that dropped today? I mean, I think it came with <laughs> a free jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> nah, let me stop. I love y'all. Oh, y'all can take a little bit of, you know, a little jab here and there. You want to get me back, you can hit my email. I ain't afraid. I want all the smoke. What's it, uh, 810biz. P-R-O-D at gmail.com. Hit my line. I appreciate uh, everyone coming out. Well, not coming out, but, you know, clicking on my podcast out of all podcasts or anything you could be doing today. It means a lot to me. I think, I, I think I'm think i liking this format more than the old one. I get these, you know, talk, speak my, speak my piece, as I say, on things I want to talk about without feeling, you know, constricted by different categories trying to report news that you probably already heard a couple hours ago because of um, the ease of access and the speedy information era we live in so yeah, you can get news anywhere but you can't get me anywhere so I appreciate y'all coming out to I keep saying coming out like y'all left the house and came to like a bar or something heard me talk but <laughs> Y'all appreciate it nonetheless. Um, this week and every week, I'm gonna try to do. You know, I'm being music guys, so I'm gonna try to do a um, music suggestion or a recommendation of the week. It's gonna be an album. Album of the week. Just keep it simple. Call it album of the week. This week's album of the week is um, L High. I think it's pronounced L High. Capitals, all caps. E L H A E. His uh, mixtape, album mixtape, Aura 2. I checked it out. It's a decent mixtape. If you like um, new age R&B and like smooth stuff like that, you'll like it. I liked it. I liked it enough to recommend it on my podcast show. So, yeah, check it out. El Hay, El Hay, Aura 2. As always, it's been host with the most, drippiest man on earth, Jalon Wilson. And uh, thank you. I'll see y'all guys next time. Hopefully, I have some guests. Let me say that I'm gonna figure out how to get guests up here, and then the whole show is I'm gonna turn it on his head. You feel me? It's gonna be the greatest thing y'all ever heard. Let me get some guests up here, and I'm gonna snap. All right, because me trying to talk for a podcast for the first time ever. Trying to reach like over 30 minutes. Cause I'm trying to reach over 30 minutes. Trying to get, trying to hit an hour. I'm not going to hit an hour this time. Because then it'll just be a bunch of fluff. Like what I'm kind of doing right now. But um, yeah, as soon as I get some guests. I kind of have some ideas of some guests I want. But you know, get the topics together. Get the guests. Then then the show will really come alive. I'm really excited for that. But um, I appreciate you all listening to me. This is probably like the fifth time I've said that. But. In closing, um, I just want to say I'm the realest man on earth, and uh, you can only hope to be as cool as me. So, uh, see you guys next time. Yo, uh, what's up, my uh, non-smokers? If you're listening to this, then you probably finished my podcast. If you want to hit me up for any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, you can hit me up at uh, 810 underscore P-R-O-D on Instagram. 
same username on Twitter, or you can hit my email at 810biz.prod at gmail.com. Um, I'll probably leave the link in the description if you didn't catch all that. But anyways, um, spread the word to your friends, to your family, because when I grow, we all grow. I'll see you guys next time.